Welcome to War Room, the official podcast of the U.S. Army War College Online Journal, graciously supported by the Army War College Foundation. Please join the conversation at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. We hope you enjoy the program. Make sure not to miss a single podcast and subscribe to A Better Peace, the War Room podcast at iTunes, Google Play, or your favorite subscription service. The views expressed in this presentation are those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect those of the U.S. Army War College, U.S. Army, or Department of Defense. Welcome to A Better Peace, the War Room podcast. I'm Ron Granary, professor of history at the Department of National Security and Strategy at the U.S. Army War College and podcast editor of The War Room. It's a pleasure to have you with us. Beginning in August 2023, the Army War College will be moving into a brand new academic building, leaving old Root Hall, which is old because it is almost exactly the same age as your humble podcast host, and into new Root Hall a few hundred yards away. The new building will offer many new features, but will be committed to the same educational mission as its predecessor, to help future students learn to be better, more thoughtful strategic leaders. At the center of the new academic building, literally, is the library, where students can find the tools and advice they need to complete their assignments and conduct original research. To help incoming students better understand those tools and the advice they can get, A Better Piece is happy to welcome two of the library's senior leaders in the first of a planned series of discussions on what you need to know to know your library. Our two guests today are Professor Greta Braungard, the Academic Library Division Chief at the United States Army War College, and Heather Goyette, who is the Knowledge Commons Branch Chief at the U.S. Army War College. We are delighted here at A Better Peace to have both of you here today. Welcome, Greta and Heather. Hi, Ron. Thank you. So, Greta, I want to start with this uh, basic question. So, um, resident students who are joining us in August, um, when they arrive on post, what do you recommend that they do first if they want to understand the offerings of the library and the, the information commons in the new building? So in August, we're going to be offering several open houses where our students and faculty, for that matter, can meet our friendly staff, see where they can collaborate outside of the seminar space. They'll walk through the Knowledge Commons where you can see our consultation rooms. We have an exhibit about Army libraries featuring an Army librarian from World War II. And we also have a large interactive screen that will have many useful links and information for our students. And then we'll also show you where your textbooks are, which is very important. So we'll take you down to, from the first floor to the terrace level, and we'll show you how to use our movable stacks to find your textbooks. We'll show you how to find your textbooks in order by course. And then we'll show you how to find stacks books there. So am I am I to understand right? There is the there's the regular library collection, and then there are the textbooks that the students will be expected to collect for their courses. Will they be in the same location, uh, in the new building? Yes, all the books will be in one room. We'll have periodicals, journals. We have course reserves. We have stacks books, which are normal research books in Library of Congress format. And then we also have all the core course textbooks and electives textbooks for our students. Mm -hmm. Now, one of the one of the interesting new 
uh, features of the new building. And I say this as a faculty member who's been able to tour it a couple times in it as it's been developing, um, is the radical uh, uh, reorganization of space in that with the same number of stacks or roughly the same number of stacks and the, and the, the current number of books that using the uh, these movable shelves will be one way to save some space that could then be used for other purposes on the terrace level and on the first level. Um, what should students expect to see when they need to use these movable shelves in order to find their books? Um, so we are working on a video about how to use those shelves and we'll be talking a bit about safety during the open houses. Uh, we wouldn't want any of our students squished. There may be a sign hidden somewhere in the room that says it's been however many days since someone was squished. These are manual, <laughs> they're not electronic shelving. So the chances are less of being um, squished in those stacks. They're very safe, uh, they're very easy to move. So we're very much looking forward to having those. Uh, let the record show that we expect to have no casualties at all, because we, of course, understand that people will know how to use the shelves. But when people think about this new library as opposed to the old one, I wanted to ask uh, an aesthetic question for for those for people who will, may be listening to this who are former students at the War College and who remember the library in the basement of Root Hall. Um, is it fair to say that the fact that there will actually be windows in this library makes for a rather different library experience? Yes, you'll be able to see nature. Um, we have a nice view of the Latorte. There's trees, there's the grass right outside, um, a lot more natural light coming in. So it's definitely aesthetically very different as I sit in my cinder block wall office currently. Indeed. And I was thinking about that too, as, as you walk into the building, you'll walk through the main lobby and the, the, the windows will be in front of you, the stairs will be there, you can get into the, into the library, rather different than the experience today of having to go down the stairs to the basement in order to find the library. So it will be literally the center of your experience or one of the centers of your experience as you walk into the new building. Yes, that, that was one of the early goals uh, back when we started designing the space was to provide collaboration space, quiet space, and to have the library as a central focus, mm -hmm. um, which is where the knowledge commons concept came from, was also to co-locate other resources nearby. So the IT service desk, the applied communication and learning lab, but it's all central to student learning. Mm -hmm. Well, and, and the, the, the fact that there, are, there will be plenty of people in the library who are there to help students and to help uh, researchers find their way, but at the same time, in order to, let's say, free up more activity for, those, uh, for the staff to help researchers, there's also new self-serve features as well. And so I, I, I wanted to ask you, and I know this, you know, let the record show I'm a member of the library committee. So I'm, of course, you know, uh, you know, unrealistically and illogically excited by this. But there is a new self-serve library checkout system as well. Um, could you explain that for our incoming students? Yes, we have an app called MeScan that you can download to your personal device. And you load in your library card and you can check materials out on your own device. Uh, you don't need a human to do it. We are also going to have two self-check kiosks 
Uh, one will be right outside that book stack room. So if you've got a huge stack of books, it's much easier to do that than to bring them up to the first floor to our staff. Um, and there will be one on the first floor as well. It's very easy to use. We piloted it this year. Um, so we're very excited for that. Great. So Heather, uh, in your, in your capacity, um, as the, uh, as the knowledge commons branch chief, right? So knowledge commons being a way to think this is not just your grandfather's library where you go in and blow the, pull the book off the shelf and blow the dust off it, but it's actually using a variety of other, uh, uh, resources. And so what kind of resources do we expect to have available for students in the li- in this new library, in the new building? Uh, the students will have the, the usual ability to search the online card catalog through our kiosk. Um, but also, you know, we, we have over 100 databases available for students, faculty, and staff through uh, most of our six uh, top vendors. And so the, they'll be able uh, to do research for, from our website and be able to research from anywhere, regardless of whether they are on site or if they are away. They can access the databases anywhere as long as they have the username and password for it. And, and every student is entitled to a username or password if they, if they come and ask nicely and are handed a card with the appropriate information on it, correct? Of course. And, then, and they can either keep it or they can take a picture of it. Uh, and so that way they, they can carry it out in case they lose it. Right. And and so this will be available through the library's uh, web page, which is available through the, the homepage of the War College. Is that correct? It, it will actually, right now we're, we're a month out from having a newly designed AHEC webpage that is going to be more uh, library focused in nature. Mm-hmm. And so uh, the students are, are going to learn how to search that from that page uh, when they get in in August through our basic research tutorials that we're going to be doing. But uh, yes, uh, the new website is going to be a lot more focused for library. And so there's going to be a lot of new stuff for, for students and, and faculty to right. uh, learn. Well, and you mentioned the tutorial videos, and mm-hmm. uh, I, I wanted to ask you about uh, because you know because we work for the Army, we like uh, acronyms, and I noticed that this particular acronym is the DART, the Digital Access and Research Tutorials Program. Could you tell us about the DART? Sure. Th- this is a, a revised name for for the same thing we've been doing. It used to be called Bring Your Own Coffee tutorials, um, but feel that DART may be a better acronym that that shows that we're really working towards having quick tutorials um, and so really want to focus on those. So we're going to have five of them. Uh, Two will be in September, two in October, and one uh, in January. And the focus will start with beginning basic research, then go into how to find uh, journals and articles. Then we're going to go into uh, historical mindedness and primary source material, government resources, and then regional studies resources. And is the goal to have these uh, recorded live, so with 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 questions and answers, or are they will they be released as recorded videos? They will be live, and uh, right now we are working on 
setting up a room in the new Rood Hall. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so the they'll be on site, plus they will be recorded at the same time for those that, that can't make the live sessions. Gotcha. And uh, as far as the move, and this is a question for, uh, for Greta, uh, but also for you, Heather, if you have thoughts about this, but um, as far as the move to the new building goes, um, this will happen, of course, in stages beginning, uh, beginning this summer. Uh, will, will the library be fully moved um, by the time students begin their classwork in August, or will there be, is there scheduled to be a transition period? We are scheduled to move in July. In July. So that we are prepared to issue textbooks to the students so they can come in and get those um, foundations course textbooks and the textbooks that they need in the beginning of the year so that we're ready for them at that time in August. I want to ask you both a question about, about, about being a librarian in the modern world. Uh, in the sense of uh, that libraries, uh, you know, that, that it's, it's more than just pointing the students in the direction of books. And even when, you know, the librarians have done enormously positive work over the centuries, even in, uh, at that level, but that the, the concept of the knowledge commons and the idea of creating the library as a place, not just for uh, quiet reflection, but also for interaction. Um, how, how is your training and experience over the years? How have how have you developed your sense of the how the role of the librarian has changed? I would have to say, Greta and I have different backgrounds. Um, so for for me, when when I first started in the librarian profession, uh, I I was going to start out more from. Um, cataloging and so back end and so you know you're you're still dealing i've been with dod for almost 20 years now uh and so a lot of it was more print material uh mm-hmm. and then i would say within the last decade is when it's going a lot more digital and mm-hmm. so the, the there is a there has been a transition to a lot more electronic access um, and so, you know, as that, we have to keep up with, with that. And we, we do it pretty well, uh, right. it, you know, in trying to, to teach the students how to use the, the digital material. Um, you know, some things that, that, that we find a little difficult is, um, you know, dealing with some of the vendors in, in trying to provide the materials in a timely manner. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, that's something that, that we continue to try to, to work on in, in providing the material for the students as quickly as possible. And so there, there may be other ways, uh, you know, and innovations that we're working on to try to do that, whether it, it be through uh, providing chat bots, uh, um, services for for basic searching to for the students to get things more quickly to finding uh, AI tools um, at, you know as that's becoming more and more prevalent trying to teach them how to use those types of resources in a safe manner yeah I'll just jump on to what uh, Heather's talking about with the AI um, we had a great session a couple of weeks ago where the library staff played with the newest generative AI and um, shout out to Dr. Chris Wheaton, who I believe has been on war room. He'd be the director of our, of our futures program here at the war college. So we looked at how to use the generative AI. Then we spent about 45 minutes in small groups looking at how we could use it in the library, how we Mm -hmm. can teach people how to use it 
how we can caution people about the risks and where we have a role in the future mm-hmm. as librarians helping people validate information mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. we are experts in finding the authoritative information. We can certainly help our students in validating citations and validating data that an AI may pull from the ether without citation. Right. So we, I mean, that's definitely a huge change. I started in the early 2000s when our databases were still on disks. Um, and we had to load those up into the PCs for our students. Mm-hmm. Now it's such a different world that we have to keep our eyes on it. We have to keep our ears open to what people are using. We just have to be very in touch with those changes so that we are aware of what they are and how we can help. Right. I mean, th- there is a, a paradox here that I've, I, that I think is really interesting that uh, uh, for, and for this conversation is that once students become comfortable with and expert in using the library tools, they can do a lot of work without having to go to the library. But in order to get those skills, ideally, they should go to the library talk to a librarian, get the training, right? That, and, and I think that's one of, the, one of the interesting paradoxes, I guess, for new students and something for new students to be aware of is that you are there uh, to provide them with that initial training. And then, you know, whether, you know, how often they actually come back to the library is up to them, but that they should feel welcome to come in not knowing anything about how to use these tools because it is after all you know you are there to help them learn these tools i think that one of the one of the things that libraries can often be for a lot of a lot of students and even even grown up 05s and 06s who come to the war college who haven't been to a university in a while right is libraries can seem a little forbidding uh, this library should not be forbidding certainly it's it's uh, it's aesthetics will not be forbidding but also the library staff is friendly and ready to answer people's questions and and so um, what would you if you if you wanted to get a you know a, the most important message to get across in this first of these library podcasts to incoming students at the war college about the library um, what would it be I'd say if a student remembers nothing from their first week or an open house, they know that there's a friendly face Mm -hmm. and that friendly face is there. Even if we don't know the answer, we'll point you in the right direction. That's more than one line. (laughs) That's more than one line, but it, but it, but it is an excellent couple of lines. Heather, what do you think? I would continue with that and just say when students walk into the building, from the front entrance, if they just go straight in, we're right there. Mm-hmm. We're, we're right n- near the, the main entrance for them. And so, uh, you know, it's just come on in. We'll, we'll help them. All right. And that, of course, the, the, that, that's great advice in general for the students coming in. It's also great advice for this, the first in a series of podcasts on the library at the U.S. Army War College. We're going to get more specific in future conversations about using particular databases, about doing particular kinds of searches. But for now, uh, we wanted this to be an, an introduction, an introduction to two people that if you are a student at the War College, you will definitely meet or you 
you know, or you definitely should meet, we'll put it that way, uh, Greta Braungard and Heather Goyette. Um, and we look forward to discussing more about the library with them in the future. Uh, Greta and Heather, thanks so much for joining us today on A Better Peace. Thank you, Ron. Thank you. And thanks to all of you for listening in. Please send us your comments on this program and all the programs. Send us your suggestions for future programs. We're always interested in hearing from you. Please take a moment after you have finished listening to this conversation and do what every good knowledge commons consumer should do, which is subscribe to A Better Piece on your podcatcher of choice. And after you have subscribed to A Better Piece, please take a moment to rate and review this podcast because that's how more people can find out about it. We're always interested in growing the community for conversations like this one. And even though this conversation has come to an end, we look forward to welcoming you in the future. So until next time, from the War Room, I'm Ron Granary. And that concludes our program. Thank you for listening. The views expressed in this podcast reflect those of the speakers and do not necessarily reflect the views, policies, or positions of the U.S. Army or the Department of Defense. Let us know what you think. Provide us your feedback, comments, or suggestions through our webpage at warroom.armywarcollege.edu. And have a great day.